Hello and welcome to Dark Pages from the Old Attic. You can't just start recording. I was drinking my coffee, Clara. She who controls the recording button controls the recording session. Appreciate the reference, but still, next time, respect me and my coffee. Of course. I apologize. Now, on another note, we finally got feedback on our media assignment. Oh, yeah. Our five-part podcast, which we chose to continue beyond the assignment. You could almost say it stays around, like a ghost. <laughs> Look at you, making a ghost joke. Yeah, we've come so far. Anyway, to summarize the feedback, they liked the story, not so much the audio quality, but I think we are improving in that regard. Yeah. It was quite hard to get the audio right when you record in an old attic. But we still record in an old attic. Yes, but now we have blankets. That is true. Um, now, to more important matters. Will you continue the story from last time? Nah, let's talk more about audio quality and blankets. Okay, by the look you give me, I fear for my life and my safety. So, I'll continue the story of... Birthday surprise. In part one, the three high school friends, Minji, Jihun and Sunghun, were exploring an allegedly haunted asylum. They had made it to the first floor when Minji went to investigate a door in the corridor that appeared to close on its own. And that's when the other two appeared to see something. All these open windows, I said, looking back at my friends. They nodded. And then Sunghun's eyes widened, and I noticed he wasn't looking at me, but beyond me. And Jihun, her mouth was open as frozen halfway through a word. And like Sunghun, she looked past me, down the hallway behind me. I spun around, stepping back the light from my flashlight shaking on the walls and the floor of the empty corridor. Then I heard sniggering behind me, and I spun back to glare at the others. Not funny, I said. Their smiles betrayed their different opinion. Way to spoil the mood, I said, trying my hardest not to smile myself. It was a good scare. My heart was still racing. Isn't this what you do when you're in a scary place? said Sunghun. I thought... Before he could finish his sentence, a loud clatter of footsteps raced along the floor above us. They went by directly above me and towards the staircase where they stopped. I jumped back to the others and joined them in pointing my flashlight at the ceiling. Someone else is here? Sunghun said in a low voice. Are you serious? whispered Jihun to no one in particular. I guess there could be homeless people here, I said as soon as I felt my voice was stable enough again. Jihun looked around nervously. Should we leave? Let's at least check it out, Sunghun said. One more floor and we can say we braved the entire asylum. Hesitating first, Jihun nodded. Fine. And so, with Sunghun in front, we went back to the stairs and looked up at the dark landing above us. We tried turning off our flashlights for a moment to better see if there were other sources of light up there. But the darkness was complete and immediately felt like we were in a deep cave with walls pressing in on us from all sides. We only lasted a few seconds before we turned our lights back on. 
Once again, Sung Hun led the way up, and he was careful to check the hallway to both sides before taking the last steps up. I followed suit and saw nothing but the empty hall of doors. To our right was an exit to the roof, and to the left were doors with windows in them. These also had heavier locks on them, and it felt like the most asylum-y part of the building so far. They were all ajar, and Sung Hun went ahead to explore them. There was no sign of other people. Only the silent graffiti on the walls showed that other people had been here in recent times. I followed Sung Hun, just in time to see one of the doors in front of us slam shut with a loud bang. <laughs> Ji Hun screamed and Sung Hun jumped back, bumping into me and knocking my flashlight to the floor. Sorry, he said and hurried to pick it up for me. As soon as I got it back, I pointed it to the closed door. Someone's definitely here. Wouldn't we have heard their footsteps? Asked Sung Hun. We did, said Ji Hun. Not going to that door, we didn't. Ji Hun was still hesitating at the top of the stairs. They are probably sneaking around, she said. I think we should leave. Okay, I said. But just a quick peek first, all right? Sung Hun nodded and Ji Hun shook her head but didn't protest as the two of us moved towards the door, treading carefully on the debris-strewn floor. I waited for Sung Hun to duck below the window to move to the other side of the door, and when he was ready, I counted down my fingers. We both popped our heads in front of the window at the same time. Behind the dirty glass was a small room with a rusty bed frame along the wall and the dark window directly opposite us. And between us and the window stood a man. He wore a simply grey shirt and matching trousers with a slightly darker vest on top. His hair was grey as well and his skin was pale. He looked directly at us and we both recoiled from the window. I guess I appeared just as shocked as Song Hun did. You saw him? He asked. I nodded. What did you see? Asked Ji Hun behind me. She sounded anxious. Someone, I said. He hadn't looked homeless and certainly not a teenager on exploration. It was very weird. What is he doing here? Alone in the darkness? I asked and took a peek through the window again. And blinked? He was gone. I tried to look to the sides, shining my light into the small room beyond the glass. But there was nothing to see. What's wrong? Sunghun asked. He's gone. No way, he said, sounding more excited than afraid. He also looked. And then, to my surprise, he grabbed the handle and pushed the door open. I quickly followed him, so he wouldn't be alone if the man attacked him. And we shone our lights around. Nothing. Just the old bed, some debris on the floor and the open window. He can't have jumped, can he? Sung Hoon asked as he went to the window and looked out. It's like two stories down. I moved to join him, but then Ji Hoon called from the hallway. Friends! The panic in her voice spun me around and I rushed out to her. She was looking down the hallway towards the stairs and there he was. The man in the grey clothes. Song Hong bumped into me on his way out of the room. How? He said when he saw what we were looking at. Where 
did he come from? I asked Jihun. She just shook her head. I don't know. Suddenly, he was just there. As she spoke, the man took a step towards us, and we fell silent. Then he took another, and I felt the hairs on the back of my neck rise. He had dark eyes that seemed completely dead, as if he hated everything about his life. Then Sunghun stepped towards him. Hey, he said, but the man kept coming towards us. Sunghun hesitated for a moment, but then he marched towards the guy, and I followed him to back him up. The gray man stopped, and then turned around to walk back towards the stairs. Who are you? I called out to him. Sunghun sped up, and we both ran after him. And then, as soon as the man got to the top of the stairs, he disappeared. Not like down the stairs, out of sight. At least I thought not. More like just, I don't know, vanished? Like one moment he was there, and then not? Both Sunghun and I stopped when we got to the place he had vanished from, and Jihun joined us, looking around to see where he could have gone off to. If that's not a ghost, I don't know what is, Sunghun said breathlessly. What do we do? Jihun asked, moving in close to me. We all looked down the stairs as we heard footsteps below us. We follow, I said. What? Jihun asked. Why not? Let's see what happens. Apparently Sunghun agreed, for he was already heading down the stairs two steps at a time. Jihun and I ran after him. We heard the footsteps below us descend all the way to the ground floor, and when we emerged into the ruined hallway, I caught a glimpse of something grey moving through the door. In there, I whispered excitedly. I was afraid, but I was also overcoming it, and it felt exhilarating. Like I was passing one of life's grand rites of passage. Now I was in the front, running down the hallway with Songhun and Jihun close behind, pushing the plastic vehicles aside as I went. I stopped before the door. We hadn't checked it out when we were down here earlier. Maybe it had been closed? Behind it was what looked like a kitchen or washroom with white tidal walls and floors. And from here I could see the staircase lead further down. The footsteps echoed down there. I think this is where we should leave, Jihun whispered behind me. Aren't you curious? Sunghun whispered back. About what? A creepy old man in a basement? No. It's a ghost. How does that make it better? Minjin, wait! I had moved over to the stairs and hovered at the top step. The walls at the descending staircase were covered with graffiti like anywhere else in the building. But the further down I looked, the less there was. No wonder. It was a creepy place and also an official haunted place, I reminded myself. I could still hear the footsteps down there and I looked over at the others. Are you guys coming or what? Sunghun came over and reluctantly Jihun followed. I began descending the steps keeping my flashlight pointed at the bottom to make sure nothing could surprise me. I passed the last piece of graffiti, which was an ominous ring stretching from the floor, up the wall and over the ceiling and back down to the floor again. It was made with one word, repeating over and over with red paint. Stop, stop, stop. I didn't. 
and slowly the dark basement came into view. The walls were bare concrete, covered with peeling paint. There was some old machinery for ventilation, I guess. And beyond that, a door leading further into the basement. We stepped forward, carefully, and I noticed I held my breath. The footsteps had stopped, but there was no other way out than the stairs, so the man had to be down here somewhere. Or maybe not. He had after all vanished from the room upstairs. About halfway through the room, I felt as if I moved into cool air, like when you step into an air-conditioned building. And noises I hadn't noticed before now became apparent by their sudden absence. I could hear Sung Hun's and Ji Hun's footsteps, but even they were muffled. I thought there might be something in the air, some noxious gas or something making me sick, and I was about to turn around when the grey man swung into view in the dark doorway in front of us and rushed towards us with outstretched hands and a face as void of emotion as a statue in a graveyard. I barely had time to step back before he grabbed my wrist so hard my flashlight fell from my hand. And he didn't stop there, but kept squeezing as I tried pulling away as the pain was getting unbearable. It suddenly spiked and I felt an awful snapping sensation in my wrist. Then Sung Hoon came barging into him with a strangely subdued shout. But it did nothing to stop him. It was as if he had hurled himself at a sack of concrete. The grey man pulled on my wrist and the pain made me jerk towards him and the dark doorway. Every attempt to resist was met with an overwhelming agony from my wrist and I felt my vision shimmer for a moment. And then I must have passed out from the pain because suddenly I was lying on the ground at the bottom of the stairs and Sung Hoon had his arms hooked under mine to drag me away while Ji Hoon had two flashlights pointed into the basement towards the dark door. I could barely make out the silhouette of the man in the doorway, turning away and vanishing. My friends got me back upstairs and all the way out of the building, and under the dark trees we waited for me to recover enough to get back on my feet. We left as fast as we could move, with every step sending a jolt of pain from my wrist. They tried to fill me in as we escaped. Apparently, they had barely been able to pull me back towards the stairs against the strength of the grey man. They had only gotten me halfway back when they felt they would be too tired to get me all the way out. But then, he had suddenly let go and they had stumbled away from him. As they dragged me back, he had watched us go before turning to walk away into the dark basement. I don't know why. Perhaps he just tried to teach us a lesson? We went to have my wrist looked after, and though it's healed since then, I can still feel the injury if I strain it. I guess my advice is to never chase a ghost. That's what I would call some serious ghost action. Yeah, I guess ghosts can touch people and makes me wonder why the ghost in the other stories didn't do the same. Like the lady on the lake, 
why not just pull Maya out on the ice? Okay, so this is my two ghost theories. Maybe some ghosts like the hunt, you know, the sport of it, and others are simply too old and too tired to play games. Or ghosts get weak with time. I guess that makes sense in ghost logic. Or maybe ghosts are as varied as people and simply have their own style. Mm, I like that. Some ghosts just want to get the ghost job done and others enjoy the process. It's not about the goal, but the journey, you know. The ghost journey. And with that theory, join us next time in two weeks when we'll be back with another story from the old attic. Stay tuned and take care. Yes, have a spooky week. And remember, audio quality is also a journey. A ghost journey. Today's episode of Dark Pages from the Old Attic was written and voiced by Zoe and Vicky Suvang. We release a new episode every other Friday and you can head over to our Instagram at Dark Pages Podcast for updates, teasers and illustrations for each episode. If you wish to support us, give us a rating and review on the platform you are listening to the podcast. And don't let your friends miss out on the spooky times. You can contact us on our Instagram or our mail darkpagespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you in the next episode.